Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. Happy Monday. Good morning. So excited to be with you here today. Really looking forward to our call and teaching you and talking to you and coaching you on all of the things that we've been working on. If you haven't been with us before, no problem. Because what I love about this program is you can hop in at any time. You don't have to come prepared. You don't have to be caught up. There's no such thing as being behind here and beyond the rank. So remind yourself of that, okay? Last week, we talked about resisting the urge. When you resist an urge, you take your power back. So I want to talk about that for a minute before we start coaching today. Because this is a super, super important skill that you are going to master that's going to change your life, okay? So when I talk about allowing the urge, last week, for example, we talked about picturing yourself as you are now and then picturing your future self and who you want that person to be and making sure that you're making decisions for your now as this person is in the future, all right? We use the example of if you are someone who wants to have 50 to 100 people ordering on your team, that you need to make decisions as if you are already that person. So if you are already that person who has 50 to 100 people on her team, what is that person going to do today now with her actions so that she can step closer to being that person. If you are someone who has 10 people ordering on your team right now, and you think it doesn't matter what I do right now, I'll do those things when I have 50 to 100 people ordering on my team. That's where the thought error is, okay? Because (coughs) if you are making decisions as someone who has 10 people ordering, how will you ever become the version of yourself that has 50 to 100 people ordering? It's impossible, right? We have to, that. that's when, when you have thoughts, when you choose thoughts, like it doesn't matter. I don't need the money anyway. It's not gonna make a difference. That's listening to your lower brain. Your lower brain that's trying to be efficient, conserve energy, uh, seek pleasure and, um, and oh my gosh, seek pleasure, avoid discomfort and, <laughs> and conserve energy. We want to use our prefrontal cortex, which is our higher brain, our brain that is our decision-making brain. We want to use that brain to make our decisions to get to our future self, right? And when we make a mistake and we give into an urge, for example, um, one of the, one of the, individuals that I coached on Friday said she liked to have a glass of wine at night to relax and calm down. I have many people tell me this after they 
even top diamond leaders, they'll say, you know, I give everything to my team and I just, I want to have a glass of wine after a team call. (laughs) And when I do that, I don't, uh, I don't send my messages. I don't do something after that's going to drive my business. And so resisting this urge is what gives us power back over ourselves so that we can use our higher brain, our prefrontal cortex to make our decisions. Okay. So we talked about the urge jar and the urge jar is when you feel the urge to do something instead of feeling the negative emotion that you're feeling. For example, if you want to, like, let's say you woke up this morning and you thought, all right, I'm all in. I am going to make this month end amazing. And I am going to make sure that my team grows by 100 points or 10 points or 50 points before the end of the month. And then you sat down and opened your phone and you thought, actually, I think I'm going to check Facebook first. I think I'll scroll Instagram. I actually have some laundry to do. I think I'll go do that. Might as well pick up the kitchen and load the dishwasher while I'm at it. And oh dear, my time is gone. Looks like I'll have to do that later. That's what we call buffering. There was a negative emotion that came from going to do your work. And then you buffered, meaning avoiding negative emotion with things like doing the dishes, scrolling social media, picking up the house, (laughs) doing anything other than be uncomfortable and feel the discomfort of trying to work and do what you wanted to do that was taking you outside of your comfort zone. So the urge jar is when you know you have something to do and it's giving you a negative emotion and you feel like you want to do something else instead that's just super important all of a sudden, like unload the dishwasher or pick up the toys or start a load of laundry, instead of giving into that urge to do those things, you get a jar, a glass mason jar or whatever you have in your house, a bowl. And then you can get little marbles or you could get those fuzzy little puffy things that they have at the dollar store. And every time you resist an urge in that moment, you put a little marble in the jar. And when you resist an urge 100 times, the urge will become less powerful over you and you will become more effective. Now, when I talked about this and taught this on Friday, I had a lot of people say, you know, how do you allow the urge? How do you do that? And what I want to say to you is that you just keep practicing. Now, what I love about the urge jar is when you make a mistake, you can see here, I know my, the sun is kind of coming in and that's probably better for you. Your version now has something that it likes to do when it feels uncomfortable, right? So maybe you want to grow your team by 50 points before the end of the month. And you sat down to do it this morning and you thought, I'd better go and organize the toy closet, right? That would be a mistake because we're buffering the negative emotion of being uncomfortable. And so when you make a mistake, you don't empty out the jar. You, when you have a successful resisting of the urge, you put one in. If you make a mistake, you just make a mistake. And the next time you're successful with it, 
you move on to two, three, four, five. And then if you make a mistake again, that's okay. You make a mistake. Mistakes teach us. Mistakes are great teaching tools. They give us perspective. And then you go on to six, seven, eight, nine, 10. There's no going backwards. There's no taking away. There's no dumping out. You just make a mistake and then you pick up right where you left off, okay? So with these urges, we have to allow them, right? And it, it might be something that you're, you're like, no, 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 I can't even stand feeling the urge. But what I want you to know is if it takes, I want you to think about um, riding, a, riding a, a unicycle. Does anybody know how to ride a unicycle? Put it in the comments if you've ever ridden a unicycle before. I've never been able to ride a unicycle before, but I think that if I practiced it 100 times, I would be able to figure out the balance of a unicycle because I figured out the balance of a bicycle. I've figured out the balance of those uh, hoverboards that I, that my kids have. When you practice it, you will get better at it. So if you fail at it 100 times, it doesn't matter because eventually if you just keep trying, you'll do it. If it takes 12 hours to learn how to ride a unicycle, every hour right up until you succeed at it is a failure. But it's a failure that prepares you for success. Failure prepares you for success. But what your brain, your lower brain is doing is when you have a failure, it goes, oh yeah, we better not do this. We don't need the money anyway. We never really wanted to do this. This isn't for us. And it's like this little thing in your brain telling you to just conserve energy, seek pleasure and avoid discomfort, right? That's why it's so important that we make decisions with our prefrontal cortex which is our higher brain, our brain that can make decisions in the future. We want to make decisions from that brain that says, I know we don't, I know we're telling ourselves that we don't need the money, but we want to make more money. We decided that when we were in our most true authentic self, that's why we started this. We like to change lives. When we show up, people's lives change. And in order for me to change more people's lives, I'm going to need to make more money because the reflection of my paycheck going up is a reflection of me helping more people. And I want to help more people. So even though I would rather do the dishes right now, and I would rather organize my toddler toy room or whatever it is for you, have a glass of wine. um, And I'm not saying you should or you shouldn't, but having this awareness of what you're doing to avoid uncomfortable emotion is the first step. And then allowing the urge of all I want to do right now is eat a cookie. All I want to do right now is have a glass of wine. All I want to do right now is organize or, um, or completely rip out the linen closet and refold all the things. Cause that feels like it would feel better Then resist that urge to do that, be in the discomfort and take action from this future self of yours in what you're doing right now. So think about how to let the urge be there without freaking out and without obeying it. And it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be a process, right? Then watch the thoughts that it creates when you're not giving into the urge. You're not going to like it most of the time. 
Some of them are going to be really illogical. Some of the thoughts, it's totally fine. Just let them be there, right? Be like, oh my gosh, look at what my brain is doing. This is so crazy. You can even write them down and you can observe your own thinking. For example, you might say something to yourself like, it's really silly that I think that. It's really silly that I think that it's more important for me to load the dishwasher right now than send my messages and reach out and try to get my points up before the end of the month right? You might think, oh my gosh, this makes no sense. Like, why am I doing this? Or wow, no wonder I want to drink or no wonder I want a piece of chocolate or no wonder I want to organize my toddler toy room. Look at all these thoughts I have about my life. These are things you can say to yourself to allow the urges, allowing the thoughts. Again, I'm going to repeat them. It's really silly that I think that, or, oh my gosh, that makes no sense. It's crazy that I'm thinking that. Or, wow, no wonder I want to organize the toy room. Look at all these thoughts I have about my life. It's allowing them to be there rather than resisting them or pushing them away. The more that you are able to witness your thoughts and feel the urge to avoid the negative emotion and not do the thing, not organize the pantry, not go put in the load of laundry, not do the dishes or whatever it is that you're trying to do to get out of what you want to be doing, what your higher brain wanted to do in this moment, the less and less desire for it will show up in your life. Okay. So allow the itch to be there without scratching it, which I understand is very hard. I just had a bee sting that I had like a moderate to severe reaction and I would wake up in the middle of the night and scratch and sh- my husband would be like, stop doing that. You're making it worse. I'm like, but it feels so good. That's what the urge feels like when you feel like you need to do this. And I get that, but be at peace with it. It's not difficult. It just requires practice. Okay. So I am going to bring on our first person to coach today. This is a live coaching call. So the people who are being coached today are people who signed up ahead of time. And you can do that by going to my website, emilygibsoncoaching.com. Sign up for my emails there. And then every other week, I open up 20 new spots where you can be coached live here on this live coaching call. You can listen to the replays on my YouTube channel and on our top rated podcast, Beyond the Rank, on Apple Podcasts or where any podcasts are uh, are listenable. And the people that I have today are Heather and Carly, and I don't see them on here. So I am going to just ask for volunteers from the people that are on the call right now. If anyone wants to be coached on something, Thought coaching is just me asking or finding a thought within you that is something that you want to work on, okay? And that you think is causing a problem. And basically, I ask you a series of questions, and then we look at your brain without judgment, and we figure out what it's doing and what result it's giving you, okay? So I'm going to coach Bobby first. And Bobby, if you can turn your camera on and... There she is. Okay, perfect. All right, Bobby. Tell me, what can I help you with today? Okay, so you're definitely going to have to do some digging because I don't know. Perfect. I love. I don't know where the block is, but I know there's definitely a block. Okay. So um, I feel completely stuck in. I increased my rank or my my points back like 
eight, nine, 10 months ago. And I've never been there again. And I'm like, like clawing at keeping my rank every single month since. So there's obviously a block, but I don't know what it is and how I can get even past it. Okay. So I feel stuck is a thought that we can put into the model. And I think it's the one that we should start with. doesn't have to be the one we end with, but let's just start with, I feel stuck. When is the last time that you remember feeling stuck? Like when's the last time you thought that? Um, today. And what <laughs> happened? Like what, what happened to make you feel that? Was there like something that was like a trigger for it? Like you opened up your back office or saw your points or what was the trigger for it? Probably the trigger was that I was doing the work and still not seeing the results or effects that I wanted to see. What are the results? What's the result you wanted to see today? Um, I wanted to see my points higher. <laughs> where do, where are your points today? They are at 253. Okay. So points at 253. The circumstance part of the model is the boring part. There are no juicy details. There's nothing exciting in the circumstance. It's literally just a fact, right? So we, in, in the, in the circumstance line for your model, we wouldn't put like my points aren't where they want them to be, right? Like that would be a thought. The circumstances, my points are 253. It's not juicy. It's not exciting. It's super boring, right? And then your brain encounters that circumstance. Like you opened up your back office, you pulled it up on your phone. Which one did you do? How did you know your points were at 253? I pulled it up on my laptop. Okay. So you opened up your laptop and you thought you saw your points and you thought what? That's really disappointing. That's really disappointing. Um, what's disappointing? That my points aren't higher. So my points aren't higher was your thought? Yes. Or like, I wish my points were higher or. No, I, my thought was that's really disappointing. My, my points aren't higher. That's really. I was hoping for more. I was hoping for more. And when you thought I was hoping for more, is that when you felt disappointed? Probably. Is disappointed your most strong emotion that you felt in that moment? Yeah. So you open up your back office. You see my points are at 253. You think that's really disappointing. I was hoping for more. And yeah. you felt disappointed. Yeah. Right. And when you felt disappointed, what did you do? Um, I guess outwardly, I just kept pushing and kept working. I was messaging people, but inwardly, I was probably telling myself, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to do anything because do you see your points right now? <laughs> What's not going to work? What's not going to do anything? Doing the work, messaging people and reaching out and... Because I've been doing all the work and I still am not getting my points to where I want them to be. Mm -hmm. And so 
Um, so what else did you, did you, were you having any thinking like in the future, like I'm never going to be able to get beyond this or any of those thoughts? Um, I don't allow myself to think those thoughts, but probably deep inside, I have them all the time. Mm-hmm. But if they like start to pop up, I push them away. Cause I'm like, no, that's not even true. I'm for sure going to get where I want to go. Cause I always get where I want to go. Okay. I've, one of the biggest struggles that I've noticed for myself is this business is so extremely different than anything out there in the fact that I go to school, I learn, I memorize, I apply. And that's, you can't just learn, memorize, apply the knowledge you've learned as in like, I got it from a book and now I I can pass my test kind of Why thing. not? Why not? Explain to me why not. Um, I mean, maybe you can now that you're saying why not. Well, let's just explore it, right? Like explore, explore what, what your brain, why your brain is telling you that all those things are true that you just said. Well, I mean, so I guess where I'm kind of coming from is that I don't have the relationships that I feel or think or believe that I need to have to bring this business to the next level. I don't, and that's not something you can just memorize. Like you have to. Why not? do it? Because it's not something I'm reading from a book. You can, there's no, there aren't books to read on relationships. Oh, I'm doing those. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. It's, I, I have to think it in a different manner, apparently, because that's definitely where I've been stuck because I'm like, I wish this was a book. I could just memorize the content and get an A on my test. Well, and I think it's really fascinating what your brain is doing here because your brain is telling you that there's not, but couldn't there be? It sounds like it. (laughs) Let's like, well, let's let's unpack it a little bit, right? Like, In your mind, like, what do you do for your profession? (laughs) I mean, I know because I know you, but. Right. I'm a nurse. You're a nurse. Yeah. And so in your mind, you, what I see you doing here is you have it clearly defined. Like nursing, that's easy because I just memorize everything and then I put it into practice. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, and my plexus business, like, it's like, There's no book for that. There's no manual for that. Like, I don't have the relationships that I need to be successful at this, right? Mm -hmm. But when I look at nursing as a career, I know plenty of people who have gone to school for being a nurse and then they get into the hospital setting and they're like, I don't even know what to do. Like, this is totally different than the textbooks right? Like you have to learn all over again, how to apply everything that you learned in a book to real life situations. And it's totally different. Yeah, that's true. Right. When I was a school teacher, I went to school for, you know, four years of college. We did student teaching. We did our, we did all of our other like clinicals that we had to do in all the classroom settings. 
And I had my first day as a classroom teacher. And I remember two hours into the day, I'm crying in the bathroom because I have no idea what I'm doing. And I can't believe anyone gave me a classroom of kids. It's totally different in the real life setting, right? And I remember going into the teacher next door and being like, do you have any worksheets? I don't know what to do with these kids. They're just staring at me and I don't know what to do, right? And it's almost like your brain here has just decided ahead of time that this is nothing like nursing and it's totally different and you don't know what to do. And it's created this drama and this story around it. But really, isn't it almost the exact same thing? Yes, it is. How so? Because I just wrote it in my book here too. Because I can memorize the steps. I have the steps in front of me. I've been giving, given those steps both for how to build a business and how to build relationships and how to reach out so I can memorize those steps and just keep doing them to get the A on the test, which is what I need. I have to have that A and I'm not getting the A. So I just need to think of it in a different way. Like, okay, so this test is different, which interestingly enough, the test for nursing is totally different. And the first several tests I took in my nursing program was like, this is ridiculous. These tests are stupid. I can't do this. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to figure out how to do it. And I did. So I just need to think of this as my unwritten test and memorize my tests or my questions and, and apply them. Because really what I see sort of like coming up for you is this is just your clinicals, right? Like you have all the books, you have the system, you know how to work, you know what it is. And that's sort of like going to nursing school. Like you have the knowledge, you've gathered it, you've got it. And now it's transitioning your brain into now we need to do our clinicals. But in your mind, what you're telling yourself is, is you're like, and it's totally different and I don't know how to do it. But really, you know exactly what to do. It's the exact same thing as nursing school. But because you have decided that it is different and you don't know how to do it, there's this block. Yep. Right? And your brain is telling you that there's this block here just because you don't know how to do network marketing. And if it was just easier like nursing, you wouldn't be having these pitfalls. Yeah. Isn't that so fascinating that that's what your brain is doing right now? It's like, yeah, lower brain, conserve energy, go back to nursing. It's what we know how to do well. Like, I don't even know why you're wasting your time with this. Yeah. 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 And so when you have the thought, you know, that's really disappointing when you see your points, that's really disappointing and you feel disappointed. You message people, but you tell yourself it's not worth doing anything. Do you continue to look at your points or look at all of the people who aren't ordering? Like, did you do any of that this morning? Yes. I not necessarily keep looking at my points, but I do look at all the people 
that aren't ordering and haven't ordered and signed up and I failed and da 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 da. So sort of like some um so criticizing self is also yeah. here in our action line. Um it sounds like we're doing some uh some some I don't I don't know if catastrophizing is the right word catastrophizing meaning like like, did you do anything like, I don't even know why I signed anyone up. They all quit anyway. Was that going on in no. your head at all? No, no, none of that. So none of that, <laughs> but, um, but definitely like going back and like judging self, criticizing yeah. self, like all of those things are going on. Um, uh, I place the blame on myself that they aren't ordering where it really isn't even my fault, mm-hmm. but I still, put, I know that, but I still put that blame on myself. Like, right from how it it actually is my fault. So blaming self is also coming up in our action line here. And the thing is, is the circumstance, we we have a thought about a circumstance. Then we have a feeling, a vibration in our body. And from that vibration in our body, we take action. And our actions deliver our results, okay? So what is what what is your result from this today? Like you saw your points, you thought that's really disappointing or I was hoping it was more. You feel disappointed, you message people, you tell yourself it's not worth doing anything, you look at the people in your back office, you criticize yourself, you blame self, and what is the result for you from all of this? I keep my points where they're at. They don't get higher. I keep yeah. going. I keep my points where they're at. And what else did you say? And I keep clawing at just like staying above water. That's how I like feel. I'm like just treading water here. So um, like I am like almost like, do you like I am indifferent either way, sort of anything like that? <clears throat> yeah. Your result line is always going to start with an I statement, right? Because no one else can be in our result line except for us. So a lot of times when I run a model on something that I'm struggling with in my result line, and I'm not saying that this is happening here, but just as an example, because I want to teach you guys how to self-coach yourself. Because the better you get at doing this on your own or doing this in your head while you're listening to me coach someone else, the more you take your power back in your thoughts, right? Because it's your thought here that is giving you your result. Every time that you think that's really disappointing about your points, your result shows up with, I disappoint me. Is it not? Yeah. And so why are you choosing the thought that's really disappointing when you see your points? Maybe habit. Maybe I feel like it's easier to be disappointed and step away. What do you make it mean when you're like, you see your points at 253 and you think that's really disappointing? What does that mean about you? It means to me that I'm not 
how do I want to say this? That I'm not who I am wanting myself to be. I'm not where I should be. I'm not where I should be. Where should you be? I should be a Ruby by now. Why? Um, (laughs) because I've been working at it for so long. It's interesting here because there's some entitlement going on as well. Yes. Right. You're like, I should be further along. I've been doing this for long enough. Yes. Right. What would you say to someone like, let's say you have a resident who comes into your, um, to your OR and they're like just getting started and they come up to you and they're like, sorry, I should be doing, I should be assisting the surgeon here. And, um, like I've been in school for, you know, like seven or eight years and like, I should be doing the surgery right now. What would you say to them? I would say that's really inappropriate. Why? Because you're not where you think you are. That's not your place yet. Interesting, right? Yeah. What's coming up for you as you apply it to this situation? Giving myself grace. How so? Because it's okay. What's okay? It's it's okay that I'm not where I think I should be. It's okay that I'm where I am. And I can just keep moving forward every day. And it doesn't mean that you should or shouldn't want your points to be higher, right? Like it doesn't mean that you can't want for more. It's not like, oh, just be grateful for what you have. Like 253 points is 253 points more than most people have on their day one. Like that's not what we're saying here, right? Right. But it's like when we have this entitlement of I should be further along, oftentimes whenever we have a statement like I should, (laughs) it's really fascinating what happens because should and shouldn't are just unnecessary suffering that we put on ourselves. Because when we're thinking we should or shouldn't, it makes us defensive and we push back. And oftentimes we end up mirroring. We do this especially when we're looking at others. Like in this situation, you're telling yourself, I should be, I shouldn't, I, I, I'm not where I should be. Right. So you're shooting yourself, but a lot of times we'll have this conflict with other humans and we'll be like, Oh, she shouldn't have said it that way. Oh, she shouldn't be doing it like that or saying it like that. She shouldn't have, she shouldn't be so controlling. Right. And then what we do is then we're like, so I will just take control here. And we mirror and we do exactly what we just criticized someone else or ourselves for saying we shouldn't do because we are defensive. And when we are in a place of being defensive of ourselves or of others, it's just unnecessary pain. 
And I'm not saying to avoid pain, obviously. I mean, I spent 15 minutes this morning teaching you all about why it's so important to process pain, accept pain, let the itch be there without scratching it. But when you think that's really disappointing and you're making it mean that you're not where you should be, what I'm showing you is that in your result line, the only thing that comes from that is I'm disappointed in me. Mm-hmm. And so why are you choosing that thought? That's really disappointing. Because I'm disappointed in me. Do you want to keep feeling like that? No. How do you want to feel? I want to feel proud of myself. Okay. I want to feel proud. What would it take for you to feel proud? To notice the things that I am doing. One thing that we can do to notice the things that we're doing is we can say, what's also true? That's a question I like to ask myself in a situation like this. So that when you are thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so disappointed in myself. We can say, what's also true though? I check my back office. I check my perks. I message my people. I follow up. I do my reach outs. And we can either think, I'm so disappointed at all of that, or we can think, I feel proud of me. And I'm not saying that there's one that's better than the other. I'm just showing you that both are available to you. And when you choose the thought, when you choose the thought, I feel proud of me or I'm proud of me, what feeling comes? Light, empowerment, strong. And, And from empowerment, what actions do you think you would take? I think I would probably take the actions of being the kind of person that people want to be reached out from. What per, what does that look like? <coughs> I think it looks like when and it, I think an empowering person is able to empower others. And so if I am empowered, I can reach out and empower others. But if I'm not empowered and I reach out, then they are going to feel that heaviness too. Like, oh, I got, I got to get this done. I have to do this. This is so hard rather than we can totally do this. It's going to be hard, but we're going to get to the top. And we already know that every time you pick the thought, that's really disappointing that the result is I disappoint me. Yeah. And so you can absolutely pick it, but you can also pick the thought, I feel proud of me when I fill in the blank, right? Yeah. And so a lot of times we just 
we feel like if we're not where we think we should be, we feel like it would make it better to like shame and blame ourselves. We're like, oh yeah, let's, let's tell ourselves how much we suck. Let's tell ourselves how horrible we are and how we should be further along. That will make it feel better. He pee, 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 pee. But it never does. It's a thought error. That's what we call a thought error. And it's our brain lying to us because it thinks it's trying to help. It thinks it's making it better, but it's not. And so we have to interrupt it, right? (laughs) And so anytime that you see yourself going down this same habit and picking that thought, that's really disappointing, right? It's almost like it's like this authoritarian part of you that Mm -hmm. I'm observing that you're like speaking to a child, almost like you're like, that's really disappointing, Bobby. (laughs) You should pull it together. But what if instead you had compassion for yourself? Because it's going to happen again. It'll keep coming up because it's this memorized model that you have. It's like a Mm -hmm. manual that you, it's like you just open it up. You're like, okay, page 33, here we go. That's really disappointing. Right? Yeah. And so resisting the urge here of giving into indulgent thinking is what, what I think would serve you really well. Because your indulgence is coming when you're like, yep, and we should be further along. And if this was just more like nursing, then we would have a manual and there's no manual for this. And da, 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 da. and it's this indulgent thinking that's causing you all this pain. So true. And it's actually the best news ever. It is actually the why? best news. Why? Tell I us can why. Change it. It's <laughs> yes. It's it's not. I'm. It's not something I have to live with. I can absolutely change it. And again, it will take work and effort and time. But I'm okay with that. Like I, I'm not afraid of doing work. And aren't you putting a lot of work and effort and time into doing it the way you're doing it right now, anyway? Yes. And what's the worst thing that could happen if you put all this time and energy into it and nothing ever comes from it? Let's just go to like worst case scenario. I mean, what would you feel? I put in the effort and it didn't increase me to where I want to go, but it's going to increase me in myself. It's going to improve myself. But let's just say, None of that happens. It's a total failure. You put all the time and energy in and you think what at the end? Um, I mean, if I think that I'm disappointed in myself, then I'm back to where I am right now. Yes, you went to it. I didn't even have to like walk you into that. You're going to feel disappointed either way. Right. Are you not? (laughs) So the worst thing that could happen is you could feel disappointed. Right. And you're already feeling that right now. You know what worst case scenario is. You don't die. You just feel disappointed. A vibration in your body 
And where do you feel disappointed when you looked this morning and you thought that's really disappointing and you felt disappointed? Where in your body did you feel disappointed? In my chest. And was it fast or slow? Fast. What color was it? Probably blue. So I ask these questions because I want you to notice the emotion. When you take time to slow down and notice the emotion, like a person walking into a room where you notice their shirt and where did they get it? And you like their hair and you wonder who their hairstylist is. And oh my gosh, those shoes. Mm -hmm. We can have that level of awareness of our feelings inside of our body. But what we do when we feel negative emotion, oftentimes is we're like, I don't want to feel this. Get it out, get it out, get it out. So we buffer. And when we buffer, we numb out. We do things like we message people because we don't want to think about feeling disappointed. So let's just like spin our wheels and get going. Right? Yes. And and messaging people is, it's not a bad thing to message people. Like that action is going to drive a result that can be positive. It's not always that we buffer with things that give us a negative result. However, we know we're buffering when we have a net negative in our result line. I disappoint me is a net negative. Mm -hmm. So we know there's been some buffering. In my result line, I can tell what I'm doing this when I say I hurt me. In my result line, frequently, I hurt me when I'm shoulding. She shouldn't have done it that way. She should have said it this way. She shouldn't be acting like this, right? My net negative is always, I hurt me. Or I I am not myself, or I am scared to be myself, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So it's super powerful to notice what's happening in your brain here when you open your back office, isn't it? Yes. And you're creating this experience with what one thing? My thought. Your thought. But your brain's like, before now, your brain was like, it's because my points are 253. That's why I'm feeling this way. Yeah. But it's not. Your points being 253 are totally neutral. It's not juicy. It's just a number. Yeah. And when we tell ourselves that it's the points that are the problem, my points are the problem. They just, they're not moving. And it's just, I, that's just, that's really disappointing. (laughs) Wave the finger. Shame on you, little Bobby. Yeah, really disappointing. But every time we pick that, our result is I disappoint me. And so we can begin to question ourselves. When you see yourself choosing that thought, that's really disappointing. You can be like, is it? Because, I mean, I worked really hard to hold those 253 points. Yeah. 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 And I checked my reports 
<laughs> I stay on top of my credit card declines. I message my people. I'm reading all the self-help books. So is it disappointing that they're at 253? No, it's actually pretty awesome. Well, and it doesn't have to be awesome. Like, you know, I'm so sorry. I ran out of cough drops. <laughs> you don't, you don't have to think it's awesome. But what I want you to do is start with compassion of self first and foremost, always, and then have curiosity around why you're choosing it. And remember when we started, how I said to, to, to say these phrases to yourself, isn't, it's really silly that I think that it's really silly that I think that's so disappointing. Oh my gosh, that makes no sense that I would think that. Look at these thoughts I have about my business. That's how we go to curiosity. Because your brain has memorized. That's so disappointing. Mm -hmm. And so when it does it again, because it will just wink, it's coming for you. Right? And the other crazy thing about this that we have to be careful of here is when our points are 575 and we only like ourselves when they're at 575, when they're at 480, we're like, that's so disappointing, right? Because when we're trying to get a feeling from something that is external, we will never be satisfied. Like in your mind, you're like, if my points were 500, then I wouldn't feel disappointed anymore. I'm only disappointed because my points are 253. That's the only reason why I'm disappointed. If they were 500, I wouldn't have to worry about this. I used to do this um, in my business when I was a brand new diamond. If I was on the leaderboard, then I could feel satisfied and content with my business and what it was doing and how it was growing. But if I wasn't on the leaderboard, I was a mess. The whole week was ruined. And it was so, I wish I would have had thought coaching back then because it was so interesting. I look back at it now and I remember (laughs) there were weeks when I was on the leaderboard and I was like, we didn't, we didn't even barely add anyone last week. Like, but I would be so happy with myself because we were on the leaderboard. But what was the difference between the two? Just my thought about it, right? So we have to we have to get to the root cause, which is your thought. The circumstance is totally neutral. Whether your points are two fifty three or five hundred doesn't matter. You're not going to feel better when you're at five hundred points. You're not going to feel any better at 500 points than you are at 253. If the thought, if we don't address and acknowledge the thought that you choose about yourself is that's so disappointing because you'll be sitting at, you'll be sitting at like a 2000 point emerald and you'll be like, that's so disappointing. Yeah. It will never be enough. Yeah. Because we have to own and take accountability and ownership of our thinking. And do we want to be someone that believes that's so disappointing about ourselves? 
No. No. So we have to do the work of (laughs) acknowledging it, noticing it, feeling the feeling of disappointment, processing it, allowing it, noticing what it looks like, feels like, sounds like, and then releasing it. And we do that through compassion, the urge jar. I feel the urge to indulge in my negative thoughts, but I'm not going to. Because isn't that just so silly what my brain is doing? It's just so silly. Look at all these thoughts I have about my life and my business. So crazy. Look at all these thoughts. Just look at them. They're just there. Just look at them. Instead of fixing them, we just look at them. Look at all of them. They're just buzzing around like little bees. So annoying. (laughs) Or whatever you want to think, you know? But compassion of self and then curiosity. Why am I doing that? It's just so silly that I'm doing that. You've totally got this. Look at all this awesome stuff you unpacked today. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Raise your hand if you would like to be coached next. (laughs) You can go to, it's under the reactions here. Oh, Whitney is going to be coached. Okay, Whitney, you figured it out. Whitney, you can unmute yourself. Hello. Hi, Whitney. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. So good. Your other person didn't show up. I know it works out. I'm always like, get on the calls because sometimes people don't show up and then you get to be coached. I can't believe that it actually happened. I'm like, I'm just going to be on every time and see what can happen. And here we are. Hi, Lee Gibson. Yes. So good. Okay. What can I help you with today, Whitney? Okay, well, um, I have been in um, my business for two years, and it's Plexus, um, and I haven't seen the kind of growth um, (laughs) that I think I should, which this is kind of branching off like exactly um, the person right before me, Um, and I if I really look at it, I know it's because I'm not doing enough income producing work um, and doing more just, you know, listening to calls like this or other stuff that's kind of, I mean, it's easy to do while I am, I have four kids that are four and under. So it, well, I, it's easy to listen to this while I'm doing dishes or cleaning the house or, you know, any sort of thing like that. But then when it comes to sitting down and doing the actual work, um, it's been either hard for me to find the time to do it, or when I do do it, I sit down, um, you know, and I get really overwhelmed about what I should be doing. Um, as far as I feel like I'm in my cold slash warm market right now, not like I mean, for the last I've been doing this for two years, right? So people that I know or would have been in my like normal circle of influence. Um, I've talked to them, you know what I mean? And I (laughs) I don't want to keep beating dead horses. And so just when I try to start talking to new people, um, I start freaking out and I know a thought that I've had that is ridiculous that I need to replace is, you know, me reaching out to somebody new, I have to do it exactly the right way. So they don't get a bad taste (laughs) for the whole network marketing industry, just because of my one message, like, I don't want them to, 
roll their eyes and be like, oh my gosh, another one of those messages um, and that sort of thing. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Okay. So when's the last time you thought I have to do it the right way so they don't get a bad taste for those network marketing things? Uh, Yesterday. What happened? I didn't do anything. I know, but what, um, what, what happened where you thought I have to do it the right way so they don't get a bad taste for those network marketing things? Um, I was going to try and find five minutes between kids stuff to just send out a couple messages. Like instead of doing a mass one at a time, I'm like, okay, I have five, 10 minutes. I can send out one or two messages to new people. And as I started trying to figure out who that would be, um, I was like, why am I even doing this? Because I don't know what I'm going to say. And I don't want, I haven't built a relationship with these people and don't want to just come out of left field. So now I'm not even going to talk to anybody. And I scrolled Facebook for 10 minutes until somebody asked me for whatever, a juice or a snack. (laughs) Okay. Um, so super interesting what, what happened here, right? So you went to sit down and message five to 10 people. That was like your protocol that you had set ahead of time that you were going to do. Yeah. And you thought I have to do it the right way. So they don't get a bad taste for those network marketing things. Yeah. And then what feeling came up for you in your body in that moment when you thought I have to do it the right way. So they don't get a bad taste for those network marketing things. Um, stress or anxiety or which which one, if you had to pick one, which one, um, anxiety, I guess, anxiety. And when you felt anxiety, you scrolled Facebook and you took care of your kids. What else did you do when you felt anxiety? after thinking I have to do it in the right way. So they don't get a bad taste for those network marketing things. <coughs> um, what else did I do? I just ignored the problem, I guess, instead of like dealing with it. So you avoided sending the messages. Yeah. Avoiding sending messages and the messages were the problem because they have to be just right. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else, what else did you do or not do? We know you avoided sending the messages. You scrolled Facebook. You took care of the kids. What was going on in your head through all this? Um, like if I don't do those things, it's not going to move forward. (laughs) Um, and like people just aren't going to come talk to me. Like I need to do the, the reaching out. So, um, a little bit of maybe some catastrophizing, like, like looking down into the future, like I'm never going to be able to do this if I don't do this. Right. (laughs) Also noticing some black and white thinking here that your brain is offering you Yeah, black and white thinking is when you hear yourself saying never or always those types of like ultimatum words, right. I'm never going to be able to get anybody to reach out to me. I always have to reach out to them, right? And black and white thinking, it really puts us into like, uh, it's like fitting like a square peg into a round hole. It's like, it's just not working. 
Yes. <laughs> on my Instagram last week, Emily Gibson coaching, I did an entire post on black and white thinking. And one of the things that I talked about there, I'm going to read it off to you for just a minute here, because, um, I feel like it's, it's really powerful, right? So black and white thinking, it's, it's a mentality that we have here and there, right? It's either this or that, and there's nothing in between. And when you're like a little kid, it's really harmless. You're right. You're like, that's hot. That's cold. That's good. That's bad. That's day and night. We're in or we're out. We're big or we're little. But when you're a grown up, it creates this story in your mind that has all this drama, right? And it's like, oh, I'll never be able to do this business if I don't reach out. Or she'll never do the business with me if I don't send the most perfect message. Right. Like I have to do it the right way. So they don't get a bad taste for those network marketing things. And then in your brain, what I saw you do is you like futurized the conversation or you futurized her thoughts, right? Whoever that person was, you like futurized it, you futurized the thoughts, um, of the people you were going to message. Right. 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 We're like, yeah. And then she's, if I do it the wrong way, then she's going to like think, oh, here's another one of those messages. Right. Right. And then, um, and, and like the reason why your brain is doing this is because hundreds of thousands of years ago, yeah, <laughs> uh, your brain was, it was created to emphasize negative interpretations of life. Yeah. Like that's what it's doing here. It's like, yep, let's emphasize this negative interpretation of this thing that hasn't even happened, but it could happen be if we don't send the most perfect message and it's either this or that wrong or right. Yeah. Right. And it was super helpful, protective mechanism, like back in the day when we had to view the world in terms of survival or death. Right. And your lower brain, it's like, if we don't send the right message, we are dead. Like 100% species, Whitney extinct. Right. Right. Right? And so you're looking for the bad things that used to keep you alive. Like before you even existed as Whitney, we're talking like Cro-Magnum man. (laughs) Right. And we just haven't adapted out of it yet. We still have our lower brain, but we have the most we have the most incredible higher brain, our prefrontal cortex. And it's what separates us from the animals. You have the most brilliant evolved brain that this planet has ever seen or that we have record of. Because it can think about what it's thinking about. It can think about things ahead of time before they happen. But we still shuffle things to our lower brain because our lower brain is so efficient. So like the example that I like to use for this is the first time you learned to drive a car, you had to think about the blinker and the the road signs and the turning. Like I I learned how to drive with a stick shift. (coughs) So I was thinking about, oh, I stalled out. Oh, like I gotta, I I gotta learn how to get the clutch and the gas and the da-da-da. And now I can do those things without thinking about them. Right. What happened? Well, when I was learning how to drive. I had to use my prefrontal cortex to do it because I had to think about, I had to think about where I was going, what I was going to do next. And if I was going to put the turn signal on, and if I was going to be in first gear or switch to second, 
and when I was going to put the clutch in and release it with the gas. Or if you learned on an automatic, you're like, put it in a drive. I have to think to turn. I have to do this. I have to be aware of the drivers around me. You're using your prefrontal cortex when you're learning a new skill. And then when you get better at it, your brain so smart goes, boop, I'm going to assign that to my lower brain. It's more efficient. I don't even have to think about it anymore. It's just done. Boom. Yeah. Right. It's why I can send 50 messages and not even worry about them being perfect. Cause I'm like it, I'm just transferring this to my lower brain. It's just like clockwork here. Like da, 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 da. Right. <laughs> now, when you drive a car, you don't even think about it. Sometimes you might even say, I didn't even know how I got here. <laughs> I just like was listening to this podcast. And it was so good. And like, all of a sudden I was at the grocery store and I don't remember getting here, but it's because you assigned it to your lower brain. Cause you already know how to do it. It's memorized. It's easy. It's done. Yeah. Right. And so we still have this lower brain working alongside our prefrontal cortex. And it's, it's, it's just what it's, it's just how it, it it's amazing. It's it like a lot of times people are like, oh, I wish that lower brain was gone. I'm like, I don't because then I'd have to think about driving every time I drive. I'd have to think about what order, wash my hair, then condition. I'd have to be like, now what comes first? Is it my conditioner or my shampoo? It's your low, your lower brain and your prefrontal cortex are totally incredible and you want them working side by side. but. When our lower primitive brain is scanning for trouble, like yours is right now in this example, when it's scanning for trouble, it's emphasizing those negative thoughts. It's saying things like, you might fail. She might ghost you. She might say no. You might not hit your goal. Better not try. Those things never work out. We don't want to be like one of those network marketing things. She could, right. jump, you know what I mean? And so it it's a predisposition, but when you categorize the word into world into black and white thinking quickly like this, it's only efficient. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's always serving you. Right. Yeah. So because we have this amazing prefrontal cortex, we can, we can decide that we are going to see beyond the black and white thinking. Right. So instead of saying things like never, always, I will never make that. I can't mess this up. Right. When we say can't mess this up, it's like heavy, it's pressure. And we feel, you said you feel anxiety. Yeah. And from anxiety, you scroll Facebook, you take care of your kids and, and your brain's like, yeah, and I should, cause that's what good moms do. Right. So you're, you're literally getting a hit of dopamine as you do it. Cause your brain's like, yep. And we are feeling accomplished and we're doing the right thing. And here we go. Right. Right. And you are being neurobiologically rewarded for buffering with scrolling Facebook, taking care of the kids, avoiding sending the messages, having this black and white thinking, futurizing thoughts of the people in the message. And right. in your and in your result line, you're not sending any messages. I'm doing nothing. Right. I'm proving it. By not doing it. Right. I'm doing nothing or I'm not showing up at all. Yeah. In my business. 
right? Yeah. And this is super interesting (laughs) that I just realized. I'm not putting a good taste for network marketing. I'm not putting any taste for network marketing. You're just allowing all the people in your mind who are sending the the wrong messages and this black and white thinking, just hypothetically speaking here, you are just letting them, those figurative people in the world, doing it wrong in your mind. Right. You're letting them leave the impression on all your friends. Wouldn't it be so cool if you sent messages from your most authentic self and changed that interpretation of everyone in your life? Yeah. Could that be true? Is it possible that you could send an authentic message that would change that they'd be like, Oh, well, I don't like those other people, but her, she doesn't ever bother me. Yes. I like that, but it has to be the perfect message. <laughs> oh yeah. See our brains like black and white, hold tight, white knuckle grip. Right. Why does it have to be the perfect message? Um, I mean, we're just circling back to the beginning, so I don't screw it up, but that's still just the black and white thinking. What happens if we screw it up? Uh, I fail. I lose a relationship. Are you succeeding right now? No. Kind of interesting that thought error that your brain is doing, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, if we send the wrong message, we fail. We're not going to tell you you're failing right now anyway, <laughs> but let's just go with this for a minute. <laughs> right? Let's talk about I'm going to ruin a relationship because that one obviously brought up the most emotion, right? You're like, fail, uh, whatever. But then when we're like, I might lose a relationship, that seems to be the instigator, right? Yeah. Tell me about that. Um, two of the people that I would have considered my closest friends both told me never to mention it to them again. And they don't want, they don't even want to hear about um, anything to do with my business and don't ruin our relationship by talking to me about one of those things. Okay. And I'm going to ask you a question and I'm not, I don't want it to come off as bratty or whatever. I really want to know the answer to this question. And so what? Um, and I feel like it, it's put a wedge in our relationship and we haven't talked, um, like we're not good friends anymore. (laughs) Sorry. We're not good friends anymore. Do you know where relationships exist? In our minds? Yeah. What part? 
What part? Yeah. What part of our minds? Is it like in a, in like a squiggly part of our brain or like where, what part of our minds do our relationships exist? Um, I don't know. I feel like it might be a deep place. I'm going to draw it for you. Okay. Here's you with your cute bun on your head. <laughs> I love a messy bun. Okay. And then here's friend number one. And here's friend number two. Okay. Friend number one, friend number two. Your relationship with friend number one is right here in the thoughts you think about her. And your relationship with friend number two is right here in the thoughts you think about her. Yeah. And her relationship with you is here in the thoughts she thinks about you. And friend number two, your her relationship with you is the thoughts she thinks about you. So when you think there's a wedge, What's going to show up in your result with your relationship with her? A wedge. A hundred percent. And what is causing that? The thought. Your thoughts that there's a wedge. Isn't it? Like, look at these thoughts about your life. <laughs> What are these thoughts you're having about your life? So interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you, the relationships with others only exist within our thoughts about them. That's the only place they exist. Yeah. We're like, no, it's like in this deep, deep part of us. Nope. It's just in the thoughts we think about them. And they're really, that's why, that's why you have a relationship with me and this is the first time today where I've had a relationship with you. Right. It's why someone who listens to my podcast or follows me on social media and they, they have this strong, deep connection with me because they have thoughts about me, but I don't have a relationship or connection to them until I meet them. And then I have a thought about them. And then we have a relationship. Right. And so in your mind, you have told yourself that the relationship is strained because they said words to you and then you had thoughts about those words. And then now there's this wedge. Yeah. But what creates the wedge? The thoughts. Whose thoughts? Mine. About who? The other person. Right. And I'm not saying you should or shouldn't have those thoughts, but having the awareness that you are creating them, that you create your experience. And is that the experience you want to create? No. And the thoughts you're choosing about those relationships are bleeding over into you not taking action in your business. And you're, you're saying, oh, well, I made, <coughs> here we are back to this one. 
I made a mistake. Here's my self right now. And I'm trying to get to my future self. And I said words to my two best friends and they said, don't ever talk to me about it again. And then I made it mean what about me? That I don't have the right thing to say. Yeah, that I did it wrong. That I have to figure out the right way to do it so they don't get a bad taste. And that's a thought error because you could have said that same message to somebody else and they could have signed up from it. Is it possible that you could have said that same message to somebody else and they could have signed up from it? Yeah. But your brain's like, mistake, danger. Whitney is going to die. We've made a huge error. Never make it again. This feeling of whatever you felt in that moment when they said that to you, that's in a different model, (coughs) right? Oh, poor baby. She looks sad. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Whatever. We're going to wrap up. We're going to wrap up so you can go take care of your sweetheart. (laughs) Um, but whatever they said to you, you had a feeling and then that feeling you took action and you were like, never make that mistake again. Right. But what if you did everything exactly right? And they just decided to have a thought about it. Yeah. But your brain is categorized. No, we did it wrong. And now we don't know what to say because what we said didn't work. And so now we can't do anything. Right. But mistakes are just part of learning and mistakes just help us. It's like the, it's like the unicycle, right? If it took us 12 hours to learn to ride the unicycle, it's a failure right up until hour 12 when we finally get it right. Right? So The failure is what prepares us for the success. That's good. Yeah. And my favorite thought that I like to cling to in these situations is there's only so many ways I can fail. Worst case scenario is I learn them. I do them all. And then I accidentally succeed. Right. Right. Let's get them all done now. So Just get them all done now. You're like, perfect. Made a mistake with friend A and B. One step closer to success. Yeah. Right. And why do I want to believe that that put a wedge in, do I want to believe that that put a wedge in our relationship? Do I want to believe that? You totally can if you want to. I don't want to, but I think I have put my own thought in their head, right? That they already had these thoughts before I came to them. Can we control other people's thoughts? No. So there's a thought error again. Your brain's like, yeah, we put this thought in their head. Who puts thoughts in their head? They do. They do. Do you have control over their thinking? No. Can you ever? No. No. Nope, you can't. But we have these thought errors. We're like, yep, and I made them think that. No. 
You no. can't make anyone think anything. No. Look at you. You're so amazing. Thank you. I have- now you're going to have this awareness every time and you're going to come get coached again. Because we're going to make mistakes. And yes. I want you to remember, you so this, remember this chart, right? Every time we make a mistake, we're actually not going backwards. We're going forward. And in order to get here, we're going to make another mistake here. And guess what? We're now two steps further along in the process because we did. Right. And with every mistake, we get closer to our future self every single time. Keep walking the path. Keep walking the path. And and never connected uh, those incidents. Yeah. So thank you. You're so welcome. You did it. And remember, every time you mess up, like every time you mess up, you can be like, yep. So when your brain is trying to go like black and white thinking and be like, there's a perfect message to send here and we have to find it or we can't send it at all. Be like, oh, (laughs) I remember we have to send the mistake messages to learn the messages that work. Get them out of the way. Get them out of the way. Yep. You're like, oh. Got another one. Perfect. Oh, there's another one. Here we go. Just getting one step closer to my future self. (laughs) Right? Yes. So awesome, Whitney. So awesome. Thanks for your vulnerability today. You too, Bobby. This was a great call, you guys. It will be loaded to my YouTube in the next 10 minutes. And... We have 10 episodes on the podcast now. All of last week's episodes are on and the week before. And this one will be on soon. I hope you guys have a great week. I will see you tomorrow at, I'm on my calendar in front of me. Our time tomorrow is at 2.30 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time. That means 3.30 Central. 4.30 Eastern time and 1.30 Pacific. I will see you then guys. Bye. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, we can work on goals, and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.